All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome again here to the Cardinal Coaching Solutions Podcast. Wes Gao here, and I just realized that I said good morning because that is exactly uh, how I'm coming to you here. It's a Sunday morning. My family's still sleeping, and I um, thought I'd come out here and turn on the microphone and share a few things that have been percolating for me that have been challenging uh, my own growth and development. The first one is this concept of making space making space for what matters or making space for what you envision. And I'm going to share a little story of how it's happened in my life. Um, so for a couple years now, uh, actually, I'll, I'll let you into a little bit of a side hobby for me. I like to, um, let me say this, music is a big part of my life. It's a big part of who I am and how I share my creativity. Uh, I play guitar, I write songs, I perform those here locally, and I uh, love doing that. So just a little bit of a Side note here, if there's any guitar nerds uh, or enthusiasts, let's go with that word, <laughs> any guitar enthusiasts listening, I bought a Fender Telecaster uh, about 10 years ago um, off a secondhand site, and that's been my main guitar for the last 10 years. I love it. I've learned every nuance of it. I'll have it uh, until I die, you know, barring some kind of uh, emergency or liquidation or something. I love it. But I've been wanting a second guitar, especially for gigs. If something you know, goes wrong, it's, it's always good to have a backup. Fender Telecaster has single coil pickups. It just has a, a, a distinct sound. I wanted something with humbuckers that would provide a different sound. And so a couple years ago, a friend of mine turned me on to a model made by Gibson called the Midtown. It's not a popular model. Uh, I let's see this is 2019 I don't know that they actually still make them so they probably made them for about five years but my friend um, who's a really good guitar player he was raving about the the breadth the scope of tones that he could he could get from this guitar and I I never heard uh, of a Gibson Midtown so no lie for years I've been looking for one I've been wanting to get my hands on one and the more Here's what I did love about them. I love the look of them. Double cutaway, semi-hollow body, just a really nice looking guitar and, and really good for the kind of vibe that I'm going for that is merging more into kind of Americana singer-songwriter. Man, for years I looked for this guitar and I just, the more I looked, the more I honed in on specifically what I wanted in them. You know, all manufacturers make different variations and and I had zeroed in on what I wanted, and it was going to be hard to find. Uh, and like I said, they're not popular guitars. They're not common. Over the course of two years, maybe three, I think the local guitar center had three of them come in through circulation. One of them was like over $2,000. It was fully specced out. I, of course, I went to play it. It was not a player's guitar. This is like, this is a guitar you buy and it sits in your house and you're proud of it. That's not what I'm looking for. But I played it and of course it was amazing. It was gorgeous. About a year later, they had two other models come through or two other variations. And I went and played them and, and I just knew these, these aren't the ones. So finally, it got to the point where, all right, this, this, this is what I mean by making space for. I knew with such clarity that this guitar, this unicorn I was looking for was going to be in my life. I knew that with such clarity that I went out and I bought a guitar stand that holds two guitars. It's a single stand 
made by Hercules, but it holds two guitars. And I went and bought this stand probably six months before I ended up getting the second guitar. Didn't even use the stand. I had no, I, I had no need to take it to gigs, but I knew this guitar is going to be in my life and I'm going to need a stand for it. And I don't want to take two stands. I want to take one stand that can hold two guitars. So I bought the stand and it sat behind my couch for months. And I just kept looking and kept looking and kept looking. And finally, I will never forget the moment I was sitting at my computer and I went, doggone it, this thing has to be out there somewhere. Because I was looking, I was looking on all the retail sites, you know, Guitar Center, searching their used catalog nationwide, Craigslist, OfferUp, Reverb, nothing was showing me what I wanted. And I was at this fever pitch level. And finally, I just did a Google search. I just Google searched Gibson Midtowns, clicked on the images button, not even the shopping option, just images, and started scrolling. And I think I got to the second page and boom, right there was this picture of a beautiful cherry burst Gibson Midtown, only two knobs, volume and tone and someone had removed the owner had already replaced the p90s with gibson mini humbuckers this is what i've been looking for and the cherry burst matched the cherry burst of my telecaster it was amazing rosewood fretboard which is also what i wanted again i know i'm kind of geeking out here a little bit for those of you not at all interested but remember this is just an image it's just a picture i click on it and it's it's a picture from OfferUp. So I go to OfferUp.com and I can't find this listing. Somehow, I don't even know how, I think through Google Image, I found the contact info for this individual on OfferUp, contacted him. He's in Chicago. I'm not driving to Chicago. I, I <laughs> so, of course, I Google mapped, you know, from Virginia Beach to Chicago. Of course, I looked at airline tickets. Of course, I'm not going to do either of those things. Come on. But, I've, but also... Of course, I'm not going to buy a guitar that I've never played. I've got to hear it, right? That's insane. Who does that? I called the guy, spoke with him, and it eventually got down to this, that I knew what I wanted so badly, and I knew that this meant everything that I wanted, and I wasn't going to find it, and I had to go for it. I had already made space for it. I had told the universe, this is what I want. I put in the time. I put in the legwork booked the gigs, earned the money, and I made it happen. And I absolutely love this guitar. I love it, love it, love it. It pairs. So it does exactly everything that I wanted it to do. It gives me great tones so I can get different sounds from different songs alongside my Telecaster throughout our set. I love it. So anyway, making space for, it's got me thinking about other uh, parts of my life. What's the next thing that is wanting me to make space for. What do I need to make space for? There was a time a couple years ago that my wife and I were pretty confident we were going to end up moving. So we took, I don't know, about a month and we just cleaned out our house. I mean, you know, all these nooks and crannies and corners and closets that, you know, stuff's just thrown into. We took piles and piles of stuff to Goodwill. We even had a, a realtor come over and give our house a good once-over, give us really what he thought could be market value. We, we made space for that potential because we really thought that was what was going to happen. It ended up not happening. 
but we're still holding that possibility. And um, so I've just gotten curious about that in other parts of my life. What's the next thing that I need to make space for? What would it look like to make space for that? What might shift if you told the universe, this is what I want? Now, I'm going to share with you the second thing right there on that segue of this is what I want. I heard this recently. This was so, so interesting to me. I mean, it it really got my juices flowing. Uh, I heard this on a podcast. Um, I can't remember which one, but the author and guest were talking about, this was just a, a small part of their conversation, but this this subtle shift uh, from childhood into adulthood and I know that's a long span, but I'll, I'll give you an example. So my kids, I, I got young kids, six and four. You know what kids are really good at? You know what they're really, really, really good at? They are really good at receiving. <laughs> they receive. That's what they do. They are sponges. They soak it up. Now, of course, there are components of that there are elements of that that as parents we we shift and we shape that so that they are also cognizant and aware of giving and of others but kids receive that's what they do and this conversation was around how this curiosity that maybe as parents we overcorrect into I mean what's what's uh, what's the common phrase that we share at you know Christmas time it's better to give than to receive. And there was this line of inquiry around maybe we've lost, maybe as adults or at some point in our lives, we lose that posture of receiving. Whoa, that, that was really, really interesting. And I think it pairs well with this making space for, I mean, there's almost no greater intersection of hope and fear than asking someone, what is it that you really, really want? Because to voice that out loud, to really dig down beneath all of the weight of life, all of the cares, all of the, you know, especially depending on your place in life, you know, if you've got a young growing family, you're just constantly pouring out. You're constantly others focused. To dig down underneath all of that and discover what is it that I really actually want. It can be an emotionally charged exercise to do that. It can bring up fears. It can bring up sorrows. So this combination of what's the next thing that wants you to make space for it? And how can you make space for that? Paired with what are you open to receiving? What is it you really want? What does your posture look like to the universe? And I'm open. Here's what I want. I want this so badly that it hurts. What is that? What does that look like for you? What does that look like to hold that posture? And I can say this from my own life. What does it look like to hold that patience? Because in my experience, when there's that deep longing, it's a slow burn towards clarity. It's a slow shift into, yeah, that's what I want. Uh, so it really does require patience, resilience, perseverance to remain there. 
to hold out that hope, to continue creating the space for it. So that's what's been on my mind. That's what I've been learning a lot uh, this past week. And so I thought I'd share that with you. And if there's anything in there um, that kind of gets your own juices flowing, something maybe you'd like to, um, to schedule some time around and talk more about, I would love to do that with you. Uh, follow the link here uh, in the outro or the instructions there. would love to hear from you. Hope you have an awesome week and we'll do this again soon. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Cardinal Coaching Solutions. If you're interested in learning more about any of the topics we discussed today, or if you'd like to investigate working with me as a coach, please visit www.cardinalcoachingsolutions.com and connect with me personally over email at wes, that's W-E-S, at cardinalcoachingsolutions.com. I offer my first session absolutely free, and I'd be honored to help get you going. I can't wait to hear from you.